Good morning, everybody. It's really good to be back here today. I know there's nobody here at the moment, but I'm sure that surely there will be because we are good at connecting with people and trying to find a direction to flow with. There's no structure. It's only just a delivery of the true self from oneself to another. This week has been quite a, a big week for me. Um, I actually was unwell last Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. I was sitting in bed. That's how well I was. And um, a spirit has been telling me for quite some time, take some time out, take some time out. And, of course, stubborn self, I said, oh, I'll just do just a little bit more, this little bit more, and and you just don't. And then on Wednesday morning, I, I got up, and as fast as I got up, I fell down again. So my balance was all out of whack. So I went to the quack, um, the doctor, uh, and um, and the doctor said, well, you know, your your balance is all out. Uh, it shows that you've got an infection somewhere, so we'll do some tests and and here's some antibiotics. Go home and go to bed. And I said, oh, no, I've got to go to the city. I've got 15 appointments to do on, in Perth. I said, Selva, you're not going anywhere. So you either go home and rest or I'll put you in hospital. It's your choice. I guess, okay, I'll go home. Because I can still work on my computer at home, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So I went home and actually I, I was good. Actually, I couldn't believe I was really good. Instead of working, I did watch three movies, which was really good. I've been meaning to watch uh, Aladdin for some time and I got to watch that. And I got to watch Dumbo, which I really wanted to uh-huh. watch that as well. And there was some other kids' movie that I wanted to watch. I can't remember the name of it. But um, that's what I did. I actually laced around and and laid in bed, hang on my pyjamas 24-7, it didn't get dressed, it was like awesome, awesome, it was actually it was like a holiday, you know, so, yeah. but then came Sunday, the housework was waiting for me, there's no yeah. fairies, no fairies at all, so today we do have a special guest, and who's a very beautiful lady, and I had the pleasure of having a short chat with her a couple of years ago on her show that she um, invited me to. And it was a lovely chat. And we we talked about a lot of the things, but all about me, really. Um, so I thought I'd return the favor because I love the energy of her voice. Um, Darling's voice really makes me feel calm and makes me feel at peace. I love listening to all her live broadcasts and, and everything. I just love listening to, to her. So I thought I'd return the favor and invite her to our little show, to Radioality. So today um, we have Darlene. Welcome, Darlene. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like that. My voice puts you into a calm mood. I actually had somebody once tell me that I could hypnotize them with my voice and put them to sleep, which is not very good if you want to have a, shop, a talk show with somebody. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, you've got a beautiful voice. I, I love it, honestly. Whenever I see a live that you're doing, I just stop and listen to it, you know. Normally, it's been on a few hours before because our time differences are so huge between you and I. But um, exactly. I, do, I do get to see all the time. And I was looking into your own show slot, which to me is about 2 o'clock in the morning. So I only get to see... Uh, the recorded version, I'm afraid, because I yeah, don't no, know. I, I changed I changed the time. It used to be later my time, but then a lot of my, my the people I know who are over in the UK was like, oh, it's also late. So I, I moved it back so that it would be easier for me to, you know, have an early show and then have supper 
but then um, it, I can't please everybody. <laughs> I try. Yeah. I try. It's very hard. You know, we have so many different time zones all over the exactly. world that um, we, we just can't. We just can't please all our friends, you know. And um, I've been doing um, Intuit Talk now for four years. Um, I did it for three years with Chris, which was amazing. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's where we and- met was on Chris's show. Yeah, yeah, that's what we met. Yeah, and um, and I love it. It's it's very addictive. It's very addictive, and and I've been very fortunate, like you, to to meet people all over the world. And then you've got to think of the time zone and how do you set up. Mm-hmm. And that was my biggest thing with me when I was setting up uh, the show from Australia. I said, God, what is a good time for me to do it? So I just did it with New York and Australian time. I thought, yeah, well, it's eight o'clock in the morning in Australia on the Wednesday. It's eight o'clock p.m on the Tuesday night, which is not too late and it's not too early in the evening that it's interrupting with meal times or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. So that's how I come up with it. Unless, so, of course, unless, of course, you have Darlene's head and you think it was 9 o'clock. Unless you own a taxi company and you only eat when you can, <laughs> like <laughs> our friend Jenny. <laughs> so um, tell, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, okay, well, I am a mum, a wife, a sister, and I think a pretty good friend. Um, I reopened myself to spirit and all that that entailed when my daughter uh, sat me down and said, Mom, we need to have a talk, and you can't say anything until I'm finished. And in our house, that means there's really just let them go, let it flow, because they're nervous about what they're about to say. And not sure what your reaction is going to be. And she, she sort of spilled, spilled her guts about the way she connected to spirit. And, uh, she, she was, it took about 40 minutes and then she looked at me and she said, okay, now you can lock me up in a rubber room. And I just smiled and I said to her, you know what? If I'm locking you up in a rubber room, I'm going to have a room right next door to you. Because I used to connect with spirit when I was younger. But why I stopped, I have no idea. I remember having a deck of um, the Rider Waite uh, mm-hmm. tarot deck. Yep. And I don't know what happened to them. If I sit down and try and figure out what happened to them, they were gifted to me by a friend. And But I don't remember what I had done with them. My memory about my childhood, a lot of things when I was younger, for some unknown reason, is kind of like sporadic. I remember if somebody brings something up, but other than that, I don't. And um, I went with my sister to a spiritual store that was run by a beautiful mother and daughter team. And um, the the mother said, um, you know, she let me look around and walk around. She says, are you open to messages? And I was like, yes, you know. And uh, she gave me a message. She said there was a gentleman with me and... Uh, she told me a few things that, that I knew it was my dad. And what the main thing was, was that he said, you never listen to me when I'm alive. Are you going to listen to me now? I was like, okay, that's exactly the, the wording that she used was exactly the way my father would have said it. And so I went home and I cried. And um, the next week I went out and I went to another store and I said, okay, I need cards. 
and I know I'm not sure what I want. So you guys have to come to me. And where I live, it's mostly French. So I was like, eh, there's not a lot of decks that were in English. And because I, I didn't know exactly what I wanted. So I just sort of stood there and just waited for the poll. And I got pulled to um, Doreen Virtue's cards, Healing with the Angels. And that was my first deck. And now I have about 20, if not more. Mm-hmm. My decks are my addiction. And wow. What else is there? Yeah. And I think... So- um, Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, what is the the main area that that you like about what you do? What What would you say if anyone says, "What is your favorite thing?" I like. I've, I don't have a favorite. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't. I, I love everything. <laughs> um, do Do you have a favorite, or do you find yourself that you're stronger in one area than you are in another? Or well, I find it's it's funny because I find that things are increasing. Like, I know we always say we, we never stop learning. We never stop evolving. And just recently, I've had a new few, few new additions to my, my toolbox in my, in my mind, as I call it. But I like the idea that, you know, you know how everybody sort of wants to put you in a box and say, well, what are you? Uh, a tarot reader, a card reader, um, you know, a medium, a psychic. What are you? And to me, that's people putting you in a box. And I don't like to be in a person's box. I like to be my yeah. own person. Yeah. And I call myself a healer because no matter what we're doing, whether you're a, a psychic, a medium, a tower reader, oracle reader, even psychic, uh, paranormal investigators, they're all healing. Now yeah. they can heal, we heal the body, the mind, and the soul. So I consider myself a healer on every level. So and I, I talk to people and I enjoy, you know, making sure that people are okay. Sometimes it's not as easy as, as I'd like it to be. But for me, the, the best part is just making sure that people get what they what they need, not always what we want. So I think yeah. my cards do that, but I have conversations with people that, that they feel so much better afterwards. And sometimes you just don't know where the, the information that I'm getting comes from. And it's just, it is. I just say it's Mama D sense. That's that. Yeah. I, um, I, I find that... that I, I love all of it because it, it all depends on who you're with is what awakens in you. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, I don't hear it before I say anything, whatever I do. I don't hear it before I say it. I hear it after I say it. How does it work with you? Do you actually hear the message and then you deliver it or how does it work for you? Well, for me, like I said, I work with Oracle cards. Um, and my cards, you'll ask a question when I have a client that comes, I say, okay, all I want you to do is be able to verbalize one question. Because that mm-hmm. opens the, for me, that opens the doorway for my guys and your guys to have a conversation and make the cards give you the answers. And uh-huh. nine out of ten times, the question that the, the sitter has asked is the last question that's answered. Because we have, when we go to a place, we never have just one question. We have like a million and one questions running through our mind. So, but I say you just sort of open open up the mind for everybody to to you know to get a chance. But I will draw a card, and sometimes I get what I call flashcards in my in my head. I'll either hear a word, but not actually hear it. It's more like just a word pops up in my head, and I see it. Like in, 
when we were kids in school, we used to have flashcards. The teacher would hold it up and go, what is this? Cat or dog or whatever the case would be. And I will get what I call flashcards. I'll either get a word or a feeling or something. Uh-huh. For me, it's, I call it the flashcard moment. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Me and my brother, um, I'm the youngest out of eight kids, so I come from a big family. We used to, um, when we were bored in South America, we used to go mm-hmm. and stand in front of a house, right, and try and guess what was behind the door, you know. So we used to just stare in tune and said, okay, behind that door they've got a mirror and they've got a, a hat stand or whatever. And then one of us, we used to flip a coin, used to go and knock at the door <laughs> and have a look what's in there. And then we used to run like hell, you know. Like, <laughs> and yeah. that's the game we, we used to we used to play. Uh, it was I was quite uh, impressed about how many times we got it right, you know. Um, but in South America to – to be intuitive is actually very, very natural. It's like it's common, you know, because we all are gifted, as you probably know. Everybody's gifted. Everybody's got some beautiful gift inside. It's just a case yeah. whether they want to awaken it or not, you know. And when, but when I came to Australia, I was shocked of how close everybody is. So in, where you live, is it very accepted or do, do you find yourself that you feel like um, you're the different one? I'm special, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. But for not just for that reason. When I started, um, I think what started me, I started, I created uh, on Facebook the Mama D page because I didn't want, until I was ready, I didn't want my family to know, I didn't want my bosses to know because I didn't know how they looked on it. This was mm. not a conversation that we had, top, you know, this wasn't a topic of conversation. But uh, when I met my Reiki master, on uh, actually it was on Facebook um, I sort of I sort of like opened up a little bit and, and I sort of started not caring about what people thought and because things were happening you know I was learning things and feeling things I, I realized that how much of an empath I was and mm. I had to like because I worked in a, in a convenience store so it's like okay we gotta not have that happen while I'm in the middle of the day and um I spoke to one lady about it. We were just sitting there talking, and the conversation came up about Reiki. And uh, she's like, oh, yes, my master is. But this is a conversation we were having in French. So everybody, 90% of my community is French. Me, I would like to learn something Reiki or whatever. It was. I needed to do it in English because that's where my brain is. Mm. And... Um, so I have, I did my studies, I did, you know, practicing and use my husband as a guinea pig, <laughs> use my sister, because my sister is the only sibling that lives near me. So I would mm. use her as my guinea pig as well. And so I've gotten to the point where everybody knows who I am now. And I don't care. And I actually had a, a discussion with um, a reverend one time, and he found out, because he was a friend of mine on Facebook, and he's like, well, what do you mean you talk with the angels? The why they, they, they're the devil, because in the Bible it says, and he quoted me something, and I went, look, <laughs> I said you and I are never going to agree on this. I said you believe that Christ is your savior, and that's it. You, there's no, there's no wavering one way or the other. And I believe that that Christ was a Reiki healer because he healed by putting his hands on people. You know, so that that to me is Reiki. You just didn't call it that. I said, so to me, 
you know, what I believe, I'm going to believe. You're not going to believe it. And what you believe, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to deny what you believe. But, you know, so, you know, except for that one time, I don't think I've ever had much of an issue of people. Mm. I always always tell people, you know, um, you will believe when you experience something that makes you believe. You know, so I'm not going to waste my time trying to clarify myself or try and make you understand because once you, if you make up your mind that what I, what I do is baloney, that's not going to change in your head. So when the right time comes, you will experience something, you will sense something, you will witness something, you will know it firsthand. And that's the beautiful thing about being a spiritualist that we believe because we live it and we experience it and we have reasons yep. and it's been verified to us. So you, it, it's not something you can make someone believe. I mean, I, I think I told you before, my theory of religion is that we have this garden in the middle and it's surrounded by all hundreds of windows and every mm. window represents a different belief or a different religion. If we're all looking at the same garden. It's just that we're all looking at it at the way it's been translated to us from a different window. Exactly. But it's all the same garden. But trying to get yeah. people to accept that is kind of a it's kind of interesting of what's happening. So do you yeah. have any grand do you have any grandkids? I just I was just presented with a beautiful lovely granddaughter. Um the sixth of August. Yes, yes, the beautiful. So what's her name? What's a little precious name? Her name is Amara Monica. Wow, that is beautiful. I, I saw the photo, by the way. I knew about it, but I just, just asked anyway. I mean, to, grandkids are amazing. You know, it's well, like it keeps I always kept saying I'm too young to be a grandmother, but she was born and she is beautiful. Uh, Amara was the name that her mother chose, and Monica is my mother's name. Um, oh, beautiful. My mother, my mother was Monique, a uh, French name, yeah. and that's what I named my daughter. That was her second name. And my son wanted to have his grandmother in there with with yeah. the name, so we just went for the English version. So it's Monica. So Amara Monica, and she is she is. I haven't yet actually had held her in my hands, but they are young parents, and it's their first child, and they sent pictures via Snapchat, and they've been saved to to a tablet, and it's like having fun. So maybe eventually I'll get to go down. Do they live very far from you? Or? It's a nine-hour drive, and uh-huh. I don't drive a car. I drive wow. my husband crazy, which I'm really good at, but I don't drive a car. So um, right now I'm on medical leave from work. So maybe uh-huh. once I speak to the doctor and find out how much longer I'll be on, maybe I'll take a train and go down and see them. Where you work, is that a service station, like a roadhouse thing? Yes. Yeah, yes. I thought so. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. It looks like a good shop, it's, actually. It really does look like a great service store. And the cakes, wow, <laughs> it looks really good. Every time I see a live that you do, they go, "Oh my god, this looks really good." I must yes. go to Canada and check this place out. <laughs> well, so, it's, oh, that's it's really fun good. because when they when they first built the store, um, it was a a submarine shop, a sandwich shop, and a fried chicken place. And then uh-huh. it became a hot dog and fried chicken, and now it's it's a donut place, and it's it's just fun because so many people, especially at at like when I used to start work, it was eight o'clock in the morning, and people are just getting up, and I, I mean like you have 
you know, some mornings you get up and you really don't want to get out of bed or, you know. Yeah. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to torture people. I'm going to put the donuts up. I got a lot of people would come in and go, you know, I hate you, right? Because you, you put that stupid donut thing up. And now I, that's all I wanted for <laughs> breakfast was donuts. So it's like, okay, you know. Do you want to hear something funny? Right. We did a, we had a, a a psychic, let's call it convention here in Australia, mm-hmm. where we all got together because uh, the Psychic Association of Australia wanted to um, have more control of of our psychics. Anyway, so yeah. we all went to this conference and that, and um, it was really funny. And one of the questions that they asked was the type of work a lot of psychics did before they did this, you know. And what we were really surprised, including myself, is that 65% of the psychics there worked in a roadhouse. Okay. I worked in a roadhouse too, you know. And that was just, we thought, oh, my God, that's incredible. You know, that's quite a high percentage of them in in their life doing a similar job, working in a roadhouse. And then we sat down and elaborated on it. I mean, why do we work in a roadhouse? You know, and and I said, well, you know, because you're dealing with real people in a roadhouse. They come there to get the fuel and to get the morning tea and afternoon lunch or or meal or whatever, or breakfast, lunch, dinner. I mean, they're open 24 hours a day in Australia. Yeah. I'm sure, I don't know if they're there as well, but in Australia they're open 24 hours. And uh, so you're always catering for them in their way and their well-being of themselves. And you get to talk to them. And it's sort of like a roadhouse worker, sort of like a bartender sometimes because you tend to stay, mm-hmm. spend time with them and they confide in you and you're, you're, you're counselling mm-hmm. them. And it was really good. And it was, it was 65% worked in roadhouses and 25% working in a bar. You know, yeah. and they were both really servicing people. So um, these were people that all their life um, have been doing the work but not knowing they were doing the work. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny yeah. because when I was, when I first, when I see you brought it back up, is when I had that, um, when I was gifted the, the, the tarot deck, I worked in a bar. I was a barmaid. Hmm. And and then I've always enjoyed, I, I can work in an office, I can work behind a desk, but I still have to have people to talk to. So give me a phone. I'm great with a phone. Um, yeah. Where I do, where I work now, it, there's my my way of looking at things, my customer is the most important thing. Yes. And when I train new employees, I say, look, it might take you three seconds to hit that button to make them authorize gas because when they, they got to, pick up the pump and then push the button and it might take you three seconds, but outside in the middle of a blizzard, three seconds can feel like three hours. I said, so that's your first and foremost important thing to do is pay attention to that, you know, and then they come in. They don't want you to come in. They don't want to come into it. You don't want to go into a store or a roadhouse and, and see the person behind the cash, like, you know, very grumpy and very not happy. You know, you see, you can see they're like super cranky. You don't want to go into that because you want to be able to, for me, I want somebody to, like, all my stuff is left behind. So uh-huh. when somebody comes in and they see me, they see they see a smile. I make sure that they, they leave with a smile. And if more often than not, I get to pick on the husbands and I have the wife's permission. And when, it, when the husband gives me the credit card to pay their bill, 
I'll look at the wife and go, is there anything else you want? You know, <laughs> the husband's eyes will pop wide open and the wives will laugh and have a good time. And I make sure that people have a good time. But it, it's a connection with people. And I yeah. think that no matter what, the the most, like you said, the connection that, that you guys sat down and had that conversation and realized how many people do that. It's a connection yeah. with people that we have to have. Yeah. You know, when I, I moved to, in 1981, I moved to the little town where I live now, which is named Collie. Mm-hmm. Population of Collie, 7,000 people. Back then when I moved in, there was only 2,000 people in the town. So it was a very, very small town. And it was, I remember when I first moved here, and of course, because I did radio already, uh, commercial radio, psychic radio there, um, people knew who I was as soon as I moved into town. And I used to laugh how people used to cross the road. Well, if they saw me coming, they would cross the road mm-hmm. so they didn't have to cross me on the footpath because a lot of people had the theory that if I walked past them, I would read them just then, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get that? Did you ever get that? People thinking that you can just look at them and just read them. And we can, but, I mean, I choose not to because that's an invasion yeah. of someone's privacy. But uh, people don't understand that. Do you, have you had that? Have you had people saying, oh, no, are you reading me? No, I've had, I've had a couple that, that ask me to, and I won't, I won't do it in a public place because there's too many distractions, not just for me but for the other person. But I haven't had anybody who sort of like cross the other side of the street so that they wouldn't have to see me. At least not mm. for that reason anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh, no, um I'll wait and sometimes I'll see somebody that comes in like I can remember the one time at um every time this this woman came in, I got this major vibration cuz I I when I first started, I would get vibrations, I would get um goosebumps. And yeah. I knew something was up. And this woman came in and major vibrations, but I'm in the middle of the store. I'm in the middle of a rush. I can't do, you know, I can't talk to her. And I, and then I think about the third time I said, okay, I said to Spirit, I said, look, if you want this to happen, you need to make sure that I have nobody at my gas pumps, nobody in the store. I have not, no other customers the next yep. time she comes in. Yeah. And the next time she came in, there was not a single customer. Mm-hmm. Not a single person at the gas pumps. Nobody else needed my attention. And we had talked a little bit when she came the previous times. And I said to her, I said, I said, look, you don't know me. I said, but this is a little bit about me. And I told her that, you know, I connect with yeah. the universe and, and the like. And I said, but every time you've come in, I've had this overwhelming urge to hug you. I said, would you allow me just to do that? And she says, yes. And I hugged her. And to me, I just hugged normally. And then she just, the, 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 the stress from her body just sort of, she just sort of melted into me. And then she started to cry. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I really wasn't sure. I've never had anybody cry at my hugs, you know, it wasn't, it was, and then when she was able to calm down, she says, you hugged me just like my daughter did. She says, and then I found out afterwards because she told me and then other people told me afterwards when they saw me hugging her, as her daughter was, um, what could I say, accidentally killed uh, a oh. year ago. And I didn't know this. And the, 
the day that I gave her the hug, two days later, was the date of her de- her daughter's death. Oh, and she, wow. she was just very, you know, thinking about her and thinking about her. And it just, you know, just sort of fell, everything fell into place. And I said, well, I said, here's, you know, here's the deal. I said, every time you came in, I got that urge and explained to her what I did. And I said, for me, that would mean that, you know, your daughter's here with you. You know, I can't tell you what she has to say. I just know that I had this overwhelming urge to hug you. And that was like, that for me, that was the biggest aha moment. That uh, spirit was like, okay, you're going to do this. And, you know, you may not do it exactly the way everybody else does, but this is what I'm, <laughs> I'm giving away free hugs. But uh, for me, that was. Wow, that's something. Yeah, would that be your like your your biggest thing? Do you think that you've connected with? Have you got any other memories that are really affected you? Before you answer that, um, welcome to the listeners. That we've got a few listeners, which is really good. Thank you very much. Nice for you to join us, and feel free to to call us or Skype. You can call us on 917-284-9015, 917-284-9015, or you can, you can feel free to Skype on intuittalks.network. Um, All right, you can Skype us on that, and we're very happy to talk to you. And Darlene can do um, a reading if you like, or you can just join the conversation yeah, I'll, I'll share a, or share a story with us uh, if that's what you like. So, okay, now you can answer it, Darlene. Okay. Um, I think people, most people who know me know that I have a love of butterflies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand where that came from. When I first started uh, training as a Reiki practitioner, um, I had a lovely young lady um, in Australia. And her son was 18 months old, and he had been born with um, kidney issues. And he had to go for blood tests and everything else. And one time she messaged me and she said, Mama, I'm going uh, to take him to the hospital. And he really doesn't like needles. And I was like, Psh, I'm, you know, 50 years old and I don't like needles. <laughs> but, you know, I said, okay, I understand. I said, okay, here's the deal. I said, because we had spoken and, and he had sung me happy birthday and, you know, he's, he's a little precious angel. And I said, okay, when you get there and you're sitting, he's sitting on your lap and the nurse is about to do what they do, just give him, tell him to hang on a second and tell him that mama sent somebody for you, but you have to be very, very quiet so that you don't frighten them away and you have to just move your head and look very, very slowly, look around the room until you see who mama sent for you. And uh, she did that and she messaged me the next day and in my head, I was sending butterflies. And I don't know why butterflies came to my mind, but that's what I sent. And I said, okay, I'm going to send butterflies, and this is how you guys are going to do. So I gave them, I gave the butterflies their, their, their orders as to what I wanted them to do. And the next day she messaged me, and she said he was sitting very, very still, and then he saw the needle come out, and he started to squirm. And then she, she did exactly as I told her, and he sat still, and he looked around the room, and the nurses were doing their thing. He wasn't paying any, any mind to them, and he just sat still, and with his free hand, he opened it and closed it like children do, and said, Flutterby. She didn't know what I was sending, so she couldn't tell me, you know, she couldn't tell him what I had sent. But for me, Flutterby is the way children say butterfly. 
So he saw the butterflies. Wow. And when he went into when he went into uh, uh, a room where he could have no visitors, and mm-hmm. he was bored, and he was I think two and a half, and anybody who went in there had to wear mask and gown because he was really you know really sick. So I sent him Reiki, and again I sent him butterflies because he was bored in his room. And one day the mom came to um, to, to see her son. She had gone home and she'd come back. And the nurses kind of went, there's, there, there's something wrong with your son. And she sort of got scared. And they, she's like, what is it? She goes, he's playing hide and seek with his invisible friends. And she laughed. <laughs> and she went in and she spoke to her son. And he was sort of like hiding behind one finger, you know, like little kids do. It's not a big thing. It's just hiding behind one finger. And she asked him, she says, what are you doing? Who are you playing with? And he says the butterflies are here. So for me, that was that was the confirmation that my butterflies and I work well together. Yeah. So when I send out healings, I have a specific piece of music that has butterflies to it in the video part, and it was something I just found. And my my energies are sent on wings of butterfly. I have a, you know, it's, that's the way butterflies work with me. So. Wow. So um, how did what do you do to keep yourself with good energy and cleanse and that stuff? Do you have a ritual like a? Do you do a meditation? How do you prepare yourself to keep yourself, you know, very clear channel? I I don't do anything special. I have um, a friend who who says who you know how like you say we we always think we do so much for everybody else and we forget for ourselves and we go okay I'm going to you know yep. I'm going to take a break. Now, Spirit gave you your break last week, and it's not that we enjoy it, but, you know. But um, I have a friend who who made me repeat something twice a day, and I've Uh been doing it for a while. And it says, I, and you put your name in there, so I, Darlene Hill, from the essence of my soul, am now willing to love, honor, respect, and support myself at least as much as I am willing to love, honor, respect, and support everyone else. So I do that wow. every morning and every night, and it's it's so simple. I mean, I have my own personal prayers that I do before I do before I do um, readings and before I send healing. But that is something that I do every morning and every night, and it's just so simple. It takes two seconds of your time, and you do it. I do meditate. I'm not really good at sitting still and meditating. Um, I actually. Meditate best when I'm doing dishes. Yes. So don't tell my husband, please. Because <laughs> my <laughs> hands are in the water. I have nothing else to think of. And it's just running water. And it's not something that you have to think about doing. So my yeah. mind just sort of clears and goes goes wherever it goes. So. Yeah. Because a my, lot of that's people... my easy... Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. That's my easiest form of meditation. Everybody thinks that you have to sit down and in the lotus position and um, you know, yeah, you can do that. People, there are some people who can do that. I can't because that's when I'm not, when my mind goes everywhere. Okay. I have to do the dishes and I have to make, do the laundry and I have to make supper. And yes, I'm really good at letting, you know, letting go to the wayside. I can let it pass. But the only place that I have no thoughts whatsoever about anything else is when I'm doing dishes. And it's the worst time as well because 
sometimes I'll get things like uh, uh, if I've got something that I know that I need to write. And I'll get it while I'm doing the dishes and my hands are soaking wet. So you can't pick up the pen and start writing. So I have to repeat it to myself so I remember it. Yeah. But it's, it's, I, I used to say that to people, you know, a lot of people misinterpret meditation as like you've got to mm-hmm. be standstill and do that, you know. And when I, I run meditation uh, workshops uh, quite often, uh, we meet every Tuesday morning and we do a different type of meditation every week. Like uh, uh, last week we did dancing, you know, we we dance and that, the meditative space, we do art sometimes. Sometimes we we do we go for walks, for bushwalks and stuff like that. I said meditation is only to let you know that you, you can block everything out of your head and give your mind a rest and concentrate on, on you and you alone. You know, it's that simple. It's not just sitting down like a Buddha um, and oming or just sitting in silence completely. Yes, that is one form of meditation. But it's not the one and all type of thing. And uh, I was very happy to see that you feel the same in a sense, you know, it's whatever blocks you out and puts you on that zone. Let's let's call it a zone that is actually is your meditation. And I I fully agree with you. I think it's so beautiful um, to hear that. It's it's, again, Uh, it's like everybody kind of wants to put you in a box. Meditation, this is how it gets done. If you're taught, like I I know that uh, I think there's a, a... there was a post on Facebook somewhere in the States. They're teaching children how to meditate. And yeah. they do it They do it with them sitting down with that position, not, you know, like just sort of teaching them how to pay attention to their breath. And they do this, I think it's, it's a 10-minute uh, thing after they've come in from recess or lunch. Because mm-hmm. when they go out, they're like all full of energy and they're just like, like little pinballs in the pinball game. So when they come into class, they all kind of put away their stuff and sit down on the floor on their mat, and for for five minutes, whatever the case may be, they focus on their breathing and they focus on the one thing that they want to do. And I'll have to find the the, the post on it on Facebook, but um, it's like, yeah, no, this this is perfect. This is where, for me, this is where you have to start. You have to start mm-hmm. with the little ones, and everything will be. They'll be taught one way. You know, it's like I was taught Reiki one way, but I added my own little flair to it. You know, mm. children will learn, will learn meditation one way, but we can all be very sure that eventually they'll come up with their own little inputs and outputs. And it's, it's, yep. to me, it doesn't matter how you do it in the beginning. It's just getting it done. Yeah, I, I believe that. I, I run a few meditation, children meditation groups, you know, and, um, and I really encourage them after a while. When, if I get a, a group that's worked together for some time, like I had this group that's been together six months now, now I actually get one of the children once a week to volunteer and to, mm-hmm. to show me what, what do they think meditation is and for them to demonstrate and teach the other children the form that they like best. And with them, I still do it like the grown-ups. We still go out. Sometimes we do art. Sometimes we go for walks. Sometimes um, we make cookies. We, you know, we do all sorts of things um, to try and find that zone for themselves, you know. And I also tell yeah. them, if you find, if you know, pay attention when you go home, when you're doing, if you find something that brings you peace, 
that makes you feel good, that makes you feel like, wow, it's just me now, um, come back and share with us. So they come back and share things in the group and they all come up in the ideas that they come up with is incredible. Like, um, this, uh, this little boy, he's, um, he said, I'll, I'll float. I said, you do? What? Yeah, I float. I, my dad taught me how to float on the swimming pool. So I just float. And I like to float when the sun's out because I close my eyes and I can feel the rays and the beautiful love of the sun shining through my body. And I just float and I allow it to cleanse me. And then when I have enough, I have enough. And they go, wow. I said, well, we can't try that one because not all of us got a swimming pool. But, <laughs> but that's a really good one. I said, and it, it, it made me laugh because I used to do that as a child myself, you know. And I yeah. said, wow. And I said to him, you know, I used to do that when I was a kid. They said that I used to float down the river in Uruguay. I mean, we didn't have a swimming pool. We used to float down the river. So I think it's good because children have, they can connect so rapidly because they yeah. haven't been poisoned by the expectations of the world in some sense. You know what okay. I mean? So I find they yeah, connect exactly. a lot quicker and they can personalize it a, a lot quicker, you know. Which, and I found also really elderly people, I'm talking people mm-hmm. around the 80s, they're like yeah. children. They connect so quickly as well, you know. I, I find they're really a pleasure to work with as well because they can get yeah. into that zone of nothing straight away. It's it's true. Children have not been, like you said, uh, I say poisoned by by other people's beliefs. It's just it just children just believe everything. You know, they have invisible friends, and uh, my good friend Eric Glynn calls them buddies without bodies, because I, mm. I they're not really invisible, but you know they're there, but they're not there. Just that we as adults have been so so. so busy with everything else in life, we've forgotten how to just be. So, but children have that ability. I have one, uh, one woman came to the store one time and her daughter was talking to her, you know, her invisible friend because the mother goes, don't worry about it. She's just, you know, their imaginary friend. I said, no, it's not. I said, it's you, to you, just because you can't see it doesn't mean that that child or whoever it is she's talking to isn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, they still see them. They have... They haven't been given that, shh, don't say things like, you know, like children now, they get to an age at some point and the parents go, okay, you're grown up enough now. You stop having invisible friends, go out and make some real friends. It it changes children. So when we can get them at that young age and teach them that, you know, it's good to be free and just be, you know, be yourself and trust in yourself and trust in what you're feeling, then mm. I think that's the most, that's, that's one of the things that will save this planet. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. That that's, uh, Kids are just amazing. And it's like animals, you know. I've got um, an American bulldog and like, um, a little – he's supposed to be a pug, but it turned out to be a shih tzu. So I think his mum went dancing with a shih tzu. So, <laughs> and, yeah, because he's the only one. All the other ones look like pugs. He doesn't look like a pug at all. He's got the long hair. He just, he just got like a little jiu oh So, anyway, um, and, and I meditate. My dogs actually do meditate with me. And it's kind of funny. You know, at the beginning, I would hold them and get them to sit there and hold them, try and get them to stay still. But now it's like they know the minute I walk into my meditation room, 
They're mm-hmm. both sit on their cushion and they just they just lay there, you know, and, and I'm sure they meditate. You know, I'm sure they they really meditate. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and working with the kids is good because I can bring the dogs in. Kids can relate to dogs and that. And it actually brings that connection, which is really good. I mean, meditation is such a beautiful modality and it actually brings so much healing, you know, yeah. that a lot of people don't realize how much healing they're actually giving themselves. Yeah. Even if, exactly. even if it's a two minute meditation, you know, I tell people that work in offices and busy places, I say, whenever you go to the toilet, while you're in the toilet, take that time, take that couple of minutes to get yourself mm-hmm. right. Take your breath, relax. Just even if it's only one minute, you'd be amazed how much it helps you get through the day and it helps yep. you deal with people better and it brings a lot of clarity. It only takes a second, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. People think, like you said, people think that they've got to, you know, have the music going and sit down and make everybody be quiet. Life is not always easy to, to have that silent yeah if you can get it great run with it but you know i wash dishes and i meditate you know the Mm. the little man was floating in the pool meditating you know Mm. it's just it's what wherever you are that makes you comfortable you know you can sit by the side of a brook and and put your feet and as your the water is running over your feet it's cleansing it's letting out all the negative and you just sit and listen to the water flow yeah. Like for me, I love I love thunderstorms. If I'm going to sit and I'm going to meditate, I will put on. I have a, a friend who who has created music and and it's very good. But before that, um, and still sometimes today, I'll put on. I'll go on YouTube and find a good thunderstorm, and yeah. I'll just sit there and just listen to it because it makes everything else go away. And this is just nature at its at its best for me. Yes, I love storms. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit that, like that. I like the sound of nature and the changes, you know. I have this um this beautiful CD that actually it starts very peaceful and then it just it starts getting into a thunderstorm type of situation where there's lightning and thunder and stuff like that. And then it goes back to the quiet space. It goes up and down type of space. So it takes you in yeah. and takes you out. So it's actually it's I love it. I love it and I actually downloaded that from YouTube. Oh, years ago, years ago, and that was really, really good. Now, I wanted to ask you, in Australia, everything's sort of like a structure in a box, like you're either a pranic healer, you're either a Reiki healer, you're either a spiritual healer, you're a psychic surgeon. They've got labels for all the, the works um, mm-hmm. on a spiritual realm. Where in, a, in South America, where I come from, we don't have titles. Everybody does everything, but we don't have boxes. You know, you're just a healer. Yeah. And you do what you gotta do, you know, that's it, just deliver it. Is it the same where you are? Do you find it that people expect you to have like certificates or something to prove that who you are? Yes. Yeah. Well, especially with, with, with Reiki healers, um, there is actually, a, a, an insurance because in a lot of places you have to have insurance yeah. and there is a, a company. I'm, I'm not even sure it's the Reiki healer or something of Canada. And you have to follow their, do their tests. You have to have so many clients and have so many things. And then you can be on their list of, of Reiki practitioners, masters, whatever. And I looked at it one time and I was like, that's way too complicated. You know, <laughs> I, I, I took, I have my level one and level two and masters 
with with my master. I also have a level two with another friend of mine who's a Reiki practitioner, but one is the Japanese way and one is the American way, and they don't guys don't get along, yada yada yada. But for me, it still stems from the same thing. So yes, I accepted it when he said, "Would you like to be attuned to you know uh, American level two? I was like, Psh, "Sure," because it's just it's as I as I say, it adds more to my toolbox, my mental uh-huh. toolbox. Uh huh. You know. But yeah, people want to see. I'm waiting for the day that you have to pull out your, you know, your Reiki Reiki master certificate on on a on a medical card, or you know, go into the into the hospital. This year I am, you know, a little card that says you are a Reiki practitioner or or some a healer of some kind. But yeah, here the same thing is, is you you're either you know a healer or a Reiki practitioner, or you're a crystal healer, or you're a medium or a psychic, and it, it's all the same thing. It's just different yeah. tools that are used differently. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And, um, yeah, I just wonder what your thoughts were on that. And I, I, f- I feel like that. I, I get so frustrated, you know, and like, um, like in Australia sometimes that you go to some, some expos and can be very competitive. Like, I'm better than you type of thing. Then you go to other expos and everybody's working in harmony, you know. Mm-hmm. And I run expos myself. And when I run expos, I always tell everybody, look, just what my advice to you is, just go around and pick up um, a card from every practitioner that you see and then or otherwise walk around and look at them. And if you find one that you feel drawn to, that's the one for you. You know, I'm not going to tell you which one is good, which one is bad, because there's no such thing as a good or bad. It's who you connect with and who you yell with, which is really good. You know, which I think is very important to to connect with your practitioner to get the best. And also, like with that, with crystals. You know, um, I was brought up in South America that we use crystals because lots of crystals in, in South America. I mean, we mm-hmm. we're so blessed. We are so blessed. You know, um, know. it's incredible. Uh, so. When I came to Australia, what I found hard was like everybody said, no, no, rose quartz is only for this, uh, tourmaline is only for this, tiger is only for this. And to me, it, it doesn't work like that. I, I, I have a client on the table for a crystal healing and I ask which crystals do I need to put on him and, mm-hmm. and where, and I might put a rose quartz on the feet, you know, and I might put a tiger on the head, you know, and, I was doing that once at a, at a workshop that I was running and this girl who really studied crystals very carefully, she said, you're doing it wrong. I go, no, I'm not. <laughs> I said, no, the book says, I said, well, I don't deal with a book. I deal with a person. Yeah. And she couldn't get it. She couldn't get it. So do you find that people are restricted on how they use the crystal sometimes? Well, I don't know a lot about crystals. I know what I'm drawn to. I know well, where I go, it's, it's the store, the shop I go to, um, the mom and, and the daughter, they can tell you, pull up a crystal and they can tell you what it's for. You know, mm. but it's not just one thing, it's different things. But, and, and I love to know that part of it, but I also know that I'll go to a crystal that I'm drawn to. I have no idea why, but I'm drawn to amethyst. You, I had a, a friend, uh, put a um, five crystals yeah. on, on a table and cover them up. And they say, choose your crystal. And and I looked at, because you can't see them, and I just went, that one there. 
and these, he uncovered them all, and the one I chose was the amethyst. And he did it again. He switched them around, you know, like you have the, the coin under a ball of cups there. He did different ones, and he switched around. And I chose the amethyst. I'm drawn to it, and I have no idea why. It's just, yeah. I love the amethyst. It's Aside from the fact that it's purple, and, you know, <laughs> like purple as well. But, it, you know, but there are people here who, who are very, you know, like I said, very intense. I, I ran into a woman one time, and, and she found out what I do. I said, I'm just learning. I'm not, you know, because I was born with it, the, the gift. I didn't have to study it in a school. I said, hmm. bravo for you. But the way she, the attitude that she gave with it, it was like, you know, I'm sorry for the expression, but it's almost as if her shit don't stink. You know, she just, yeah. she was better than everybody else because she was born with it. There's, everybody's born with it. You know, like I said, everybody is born, and I call them gifts because I look at it, everybody's born with a gift. just depends on when you open the box and take the wrapping off and undo the bow, then you start to use it. I waited till I was 50-something to do that again. <laughs> yeah. All right, we, we have a caller, and oh. um, so that's really good. We'll get to chat to somebody. Let's find out who's on the other side of this. Of this. Okay. Hello. 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 Who am I talking to? It's Robert. Hi, Robert. I didn't recognize your email address. Anyway, I, I, I take it you rang to speak to Darlene? Um, well, I've just um, logged into the show, but, yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to chat, chat away. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, Darlene, this is my good friend Robert in, from Australia. So there you go. You can two connect. Hi, Hi Darlene. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. We're a few right. hours apart here. <laughs> oh, okay. Where are you calling from? I'm I'm from Canada. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's morning here, so it'd probably be night time over there. Yeah. It's almost 9 p.m. Yeah. It's almost 9 a.m. here. So, yeah, 12 hours. I'm... So I'm saying hello to Tuesday from Wednesday. <laughs> you guys are my future. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> I'm eventually going to catch up to you, but by then you'll be in my future still. So yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I've just um logged into the chat. So mm-hmm. um, what do you do? You've probably already told people, but yeah, I've, I've come in late. That's okay. I don't mind repeating. Um, I, I, I am a, I'm a healer and okay. as a healer, I do Reiki. I do other modalities that I have no name for. I just, it, I'm just me and I send healing. I draw cards, oracle cards. Um, I will also draw tarot cards, but I'll still read them as oracle cards. And yeah. sometimes the card will answer the questions that people have. And sometimes I'll get something new from the card oh okay oh lovely lovely so and how long have you been doing that for i opened back up the spirit uh in 2012 in fact you know when everybody oh, said oh the world could come to an end i said yeah it'll come to an end exactly the way you used to live it the, the yeah. day things changed and and yep they changed for me in 2012 my my old world came to an end and my new world started 
Yeah. Yeah, I think um, there's um, a lot of people buy into this doom and gloom type of stuff, you know, and um, I think um, it's it can be a little bit embarrassing for them further down the track when um, they have egg on their face when, you know, I can remember, you know, mm-hmm. saying to people at that period, I said, no, it's just the end of a cycle. That's yep. all it means. I said, you know... <laughs> Um, uh, I, can, I can remember, um, yeah, back in 2009, I was in the United States, and um, that was when that movie 2012 came out, and um, <laughs> which was all about everything, you know, everything falling apart. And um, I can remember going with a very spiritually switched on friend of mine, and we just sort of said, oh, you know, what a load of, you know, what. So. <laughs> <laughs> we just <That's> laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yes, it's um, you know, it's like you know, the, the at, at midnight, you know, this day ends, a new one starts, you know. So exactly. uh, anyway, so yeah, so and um, yeah, so I've known Silver for probably about. <coughs>
So I like to learn. Yeah. So if you're on Facebook, please find me. It's Darlene Mamadi Angel. And let's connect and, and I can learn new things. Because I like learning. I like it's It's interesting to learn about other people and other modalities of everything. So yeah. Fine. Yeah. No, I've done lots of different things over the years. Um, um, yeah. So I Selva asked me, out of all those things that you named, what? and I know you said you study um, astrology for 40 years, even though you don't sound like you're old enough to have studied it for 40 years, what is your most favorite? What is it that makes you, when, I, when a client asks you, I want this, that makes you smile the biggest? Um, sort of at the moment, it's really hard to say because things are really changing for me a lot. Um, I think if I wanted to say the probably the thing that I find the easiest to do is um, clairvoyance combined with tarot. Um, okay. It's not that I necessarily need the cards in front of me, but it's almost like, you know, like people going about people have a crystal ball, which is basically it's a focal. The ball actually focuses your intuitive abilities. It's like it enhances mm -hmm. it. Um, what I find with the tarot is like the person who shuffled the cards and, you know, I may not necessarily read every single card, but there'll be certain aspects of some of the cards that sort of resonate with what I'm feeling. And it sort of like, you know, starts telling a story and um, we start looking at the stuff for the person. So, excuse me. Um, yeah, so at the moment that's um, really satisfying. I do also do flower reading. Um, it's basically at gatherings at spiritualist churches here where people bring a um, flower along and they put it on a board okay. with numbers. And... <laughs> Excuse me. Um, it's um, yeah, it's a lot of dust around here this morning. Um, that um, you pick a flower, you don't know who it belongs to, and you read the person's energy through the flower that they've chosen. Um, and I do that probably once every couple of months at a, um, a um, an event. So I enjoy doing that. I think it's really good because you're. You don't know who the person is that you're actually reading for, and um, mm -hmm. you've got nothing that can sort of like, you know, you, you can't. Uh, it, it sort of separates you from sort of like um, if you've got the person in front of you, you know, there's um, and, and you're doing like a, a mediumship thing, as I've also done. It just sort of separates you. You don't know who it is. It's amazing the information that comes through and the accuracy. Um, just from reading the flower, so I, I quite enjoy doing that. Um, it's um, yeah, yeah. I have a friend who does food readings. You send oh. in a picture of your favorite food at the time, and would, uh, when I was on a, a previous show, uh, she had done readings for the people in in the chat room because they had sent me beforehand their their foods, and I just popped them in to the to the to the Skype conversation. And she read them right there. And the, at the time, I had a producer on the show that I was on, and he was he was open but kind of sort of skeptical. And uh, she said, "Okay, find me before the show started." She said, "Find me some kind of food that you want that right now that you think in your head." And mm. he popped it into into the Skype conversation. 
and she read it and he said it floored him it knocked him off the chair so yeah it's interesting that that you can that's i've always been intrigued by people who can do that who can feed the energies and i guess that with time maybe that will be something i can do but i'm wow the idea of reading people through their flowers and through things like that i think that's interesting yeah, well, it, it, it's all to do with tuning into energy. And, I mean, if you're already mm-hmm. doing healing, um, yeah, like, I mean, it really wouldn't take that much to learn to do that if that was something you wanted to do. But, um, yeah, it's just about being sensitive to energy. And mm-hmm. with astrology, I mean, I basically, I think I, I started read my first started reading my first astrology book when I was eight years old so that's when my study started so that's you know that is 40 years ago well more than 40 years ago now so um my grandmother says used to say you know I'm as old as old as old as my tongue and I'm a little bit older than my teeth so well, it's really nice to talk to you, Robert. I'm glad you joined the program for a little bit. Yeah. But we we need to move on because there's a couple of people waiting. And, yeah, no worries. Um, and but thank you for calling. It's so it's always good to talk to you. And I'm sure you and Darlene will be able to connect in the near future and find out more about one another. And thank yeah, you for sharing. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. All no right. Problem. Thanks, Robert. Take care. Thanks, Bye. Too. All right. Let's see who's on the other side of this. Hello, uh, hello, 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 who am I talking to? This is uh, Maya. Hi, Maya, how are you today? Good, how are you? I'm great, thank you for calling the show and I'm sure that you would like to talk to Darlene, maybe get a little reading or some insight, I'll just pass you on. Here, Darlene, here's Maya for you. Hi, Maya, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. Did you have a question in mind? Uh, no, I don't. I actually just kind of hopped on here a couple minutes ago, so... Um. Okay. Okay, this, I don't, okay. Um, but there is something bothering you. Okay. Now, I know that's pretty general, but you have one thing in your mind that's, that's kind of... Because I hear sadness. You hear, you said sadness? Yeah. Okay. I just had a, I had put down my dog today, so it's been a a rough one. Yeah. But how old was your dog? She was 15, almost 15 years old. Yeah. Even the thing is, even you, you, I mean, I I don't know how much you believe in spirituality, but even when we we, we lose um, the physical presence of the the person, or in this case, the dog, um, they're still there with you. You Mm -hmm. will, you will, it's going to take, it's going to take a little bit of time, that's for sure, because we don't get over things. A lot of people go, oh, well, it's just a dog. There's no thing it's just a dog. You've had him for 15-some years. So there's a major connection. 
our animals know us better than than most people sometimes because they catch us at our lowest and they catch us at our highest and they have no judgment mm-hmm. as to who or what we you know we want. So, but give it time and and you will something will happen that will just that will pop that memory of of the dog inside in your head. Something will be like, you know, what was your dog's name? Lola. Lola. That's a pretty name. Something will happen that will pop Lola's mind, Lola's picture into your head. And for me, that's the way I work, is that when I get somebody or something that pops into my head, um, it's because at that moment in time, either Lola or the person that you think wanting to connect with is there. But, uh, But yeah, I felt... When you when you first spoke, I felt sadness. I not that like an overwhelming sadness, but there was just this gentle sadness. Like I said it was a sadness, and so I'm really sorry for that. Would you like me to draw a card for you? Yes, please. Okay, the cards that I'm using this evening are were a gift. They are the energy oracle cards, and they are very. They're very beautiful. Uh, they have an interesting energy about them, aside from the fact that they're called energy oracle cards. Okay, give me a number two, three, or four, please. Three, please. Hmm. Um, okay, the card that I drew is, um, if you're on Facebook, message me. Uh, Darlene, Mama the Angel, and I will send you a picture of the card if you want. Um, okay. The card is uh, number 25, and on it is deceit. Okay. The word that's on it is deceit. And what it is is a picture of a man. didn't think to put them in the chat room. Um, the picture of a man. Uh, I don't have my glasses on, so I'm really not sure. He's holding something in his hand, but and he's kind of looking... Uh, the word would be shifty, you know. But in this in this case, I'm not seeing a specific person that that's hiding something from you. But it's like there's something that's being hidden from you. But I'm, I can't. I'm, I'm not saying it's a man, okay. Okay. But there's somebody hiding something from you. But it's not. Uh, it's not earth shattering. Okay. It's not it's not earth shattering. It's just something like it's something that you would want to know, but it's not something that will change your world. And it's and it's somebody who's not somebody that you see every day. So it's not like close family or a close friend, but there's somebody has something that's that that should tell you, so if anybody's listening, just make sure you tell. Um but and it's 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 a hiding of something. I just wish I could figure that one out. Sorry. Now that's what I'm getting. Just pay attention to the to the people that you, you come into contact with and not on an everyday basis. Okay. It'll be somebody that, that it, you're going to see that they're going to look like they want to say something. You know how that look when people have and they just kind of like, I want to say something, but I'm not, you know, they just sort of look like they're biting their tongue. Yeah. I'm doing facial expressions and hand motions, not like you can actually see me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I can't imagine. But, uh, yeah. 
But yeah, so that's what I get. Pay attention to the people around you. And Lola will come and and mess with your world one more time at least. Oh. Can't say when, when, but she will. Oh yeah, she will. Thank you. What kind of dog was she? What kind of dog was she? She was a uh, standard poodle Siberian husky mix. Lovely mix. Yeah, so she oh, looked a lot nice like mix. a labradoodle, but. I love the names that we give our pets, the, the breeds. Yeah. Yeah. Now she'll she'll and she she wasn't one to to you didn't. She was a big dog, but she didn't walk like a big dog. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, she's almost like a princess, you know. Yeah. You could see she would glide. <laughs> there was no there was no thump 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 thump. You know, I have a cat. Who does that? Walks up and down the stairs, <laughs> up and down the hallway, and thumps. But where, whereas Lola was just like like a princess, she would glide. Mm-hmm. So she did prance around. Yep. But she will be back. <clears throat> and I am yeah. sorry for your loss, but she, like I said, she will be back. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for allowing me to do this. This is nice. Of course, I appreciate it. Thank you for calling, Maya. Stay, keep listening if you like, and we're here every week. Um, so anytime you need a chat, you know where to find us. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, we have, um, bye. we have another person here. Let's see mm-hmm. what's on the side. Hello. Hi there. Hello, and who am I speaking to? This is Michelle. Hi there. Hi, Michelle, and thank you for calling. It's lovely to hear your voice. Uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Florida. All right, beautiful. Haven't been there yet, but I will get there one day. It's on the Good. bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I trust that you rank to speak to Darlene, so I will pass I you on to Darlene. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Darlene. Nice to meet you. Same here. Um, I have a lot of friends in Florida. Florida's a really nice state. I've never been there. I'm up here in Canada in the cold and the snow, and I wish I could send it down to you guys once in a while just to have you have some snow. So would we, actually, (laughs) once in a while. (laughs) I know. There are days that, you know, I can sit there and I'll have friends. um, Like like for for Selva, she's just coming into spring, and then there'll be summer where I'll be in the middle of a blizzard and there'll be snow above my eyeballs and people being like, oh my God, it's so hot. It's like, I'm going to ship you some snow. Mm. Well, I don't want to tell UPS you that I went to the beach get today. There. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me. I said, I don't want to tell you I went to the beach today. <laughs> oh God, okay. Well, see, I'm not, I'm not a beach lover because I'm a redhead, so in 10 minutes I've been known to get a, a really bad burn. So no, even I if I go to the beach, I got a hat on, I got a shirt on, and food. so I don't, I don't like the beach. So it's not too too bad. But uh, did you have, you have a nice, um, okay, hang on a second. You have a nice energy about you. That that you have the the type of energy that even when things are like at their heaviest, you still find a silver lining. Not always easy, but you still find that silver lining. True. 
Uh, did you have a specific question in mind or just have a card? Um, no, I, I don't have a specific question. I'd like a card, please. Okay, two, three, or four? Four, please. Here's a number. And I don't know if you've heard the cards that I'm using are energy oracle cards. And I got them about okay. a year ago, and I am loving these cards. And again, if you're on Facebook and you'd like to see a picture of the card, you can probably just Google it as well, but connect uh-huh. with me, um, Darlene Mama the Angel, and I'll send you a picture of it through Facebook Messenger. Okay. Um, the... The, pick, the the card is number 15, and the word on it is appreciation. What I have been, what the way I work with cards is something about the card will catch my attention because cards are very busy and there's so many things on them. And in this case, there is a, a beautiful lady, um, which all women are beautiful because we are amazing people, um, but she's she's standing very straight. So she has, and she has a flower in her hand, and I can't see because I didn't put my glasses on, but it's a red flower. I don't think it's not a rose. And I hate when I can't see things the way I want to, but it's, it's not a, it doesn't really matter the type of flower. But she's standing very erect. She's got a flower in her hand, and she's looking not straight on, but on an angle. So to me, this means that you face things not head on. Like I said, your energy is where you will find a, a um, you know, you'll find this the, the the silver lining in the cloud. In that case, you don't you don't face things head on because it is sometimes you bump into walls. Whereas this case, she's looking at it from a different angle. But you have to look at things. Something's going on that you're going to have to look at. If you look at it straight for what it is, it'll be like, okay, this is the color red. I'm just use it because it's in the picture. But mm-hmm. if you're looking at it straightforward, it's red. But if you look at it from a different angle, it's got a shimmer. It's got a it's got a you know uh, a sparkle that makes it sort of pinky and mauvey and. Uh, okay. But you have to look at thing. You have to look at something that's happening or about to happen from a different angle. Don't don't be so. And I don't. I'm not doing this. Not saying this like negative, but. Don't be just one thought of, of way the way you look at something. Because some people have, okay, a rose is a rose and it's got thorns and it's got this and it's got that. Look at it as if, okay, this is this is a flower. It's got it's got a lovely odor to it. It's got, you know, I can do different things with it. So the the issue that's coming up, look at it from a different angle. Don't hit it straight on. Because straight on is going to just give you one way of doing it one answer that it's not going to be the answer that's going to make you happy. You have to look at it. Um, you have to look at it um, at a different angle because you'll see a different, uh, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? You'll see a different outcome. There's the word. You'll see a different okay. outcome to the what everybody will be like, oh, this, you know, okay, you know, it's a red flower, it's got a, but you're going to look at it and see it's not just a rose. It has intention behind it, whatever the case is. And I know this is kind of like sort of gives you a wide perspective. I never can zone in. Well, sometimes I can. I can never zone in completely on something that's because it's just not 
especially when you're just doing one card. But there's going to be something coming up, and it's you're just going to have to stop, take a deep breath, and look at it from a different angle. It's not it's not going to be again another earth shattering event, but it just might be something if you look at it differently. Whether it's like example, if you're looking for a new job. Right. Don't keep like, okay, I've been a secretary all my life. I'm looking for a job as a secretary. And then something will come up that it'll be a receptionist. But, you know, it, it's the same type of thing. But it's, some people won't make that switch because they think it's different. But receptionist is, to me, is like a bigger per, uh, position in a way because you have much more responsibility. So that's how I'm saying. If you're looking at that, you're looking for a new job. Don't go with the one that you. I've always been. Look, uh-huh. okay, this is so long as I'm in an office, or so long as I'm in a, you know. Look at it from a different angle. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, because I'm yeah. looking at different changes with my career, and I know that. A lot of things could happen depending on the choices that I make. So that makes that does make sense. That does make sense. No, because, and also because go ahead. Yes. Oh, I was going to say that uh, that's true. I, I usually if there's a situation or a problem or whatever, I won't I won't usually solve it at that very moment. I I gotta like think a little bit before I make a decision or take action. So I I do not look at it straight ahead. Okay, that's good. Yeah, because sometimes it it's it, sometimes it's not an easy thing for people to do, which is really cool that you can do that. But sometimes it's not an easy thing. People just sort of have, you know, like you said, you're you're looking into to having a new change of career. And cool. Um but it's not it doesn't have to be the exact. The, you might be like I said. You might be looking at uh, okay. I want to be a secretary. I've been a secretary all my life. And but so long as you're in the office, there's uh, and I have no idea why I stuck on secretary and receptionist. But the word I'm hearing is is personal assistant. Actually, that's two words. They're lame. Good thing I can count. Um, so like, say you know, be flexible because the personal assistant can be flexible. It has to be able to do this, that, and the other damn thing. So just be flexible and, and yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'd really like to know what, what you choose in when a new career comes. It would be interesting. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Thank you. That was very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. I I I do also um, yes. want to ask Selva one thing too, if you don't mind. Sure. Hello. Yep. Uh, let me. Yes, I'm back. I'm here. Yeah. What thank would you, you like you to ask much, me? Arlene. That was very good. Cool. What would you like uh, to ask me? Actually, Silva, I, I wanted to um, give you like a little bit of up, an update on something that we talked about um, with my dog. I, my name's Michelle, and I had I don't know if you remember, but I had the dog Buddy, and Buddy was really sick, and I was having problems with him at the vet. And I was having problems with him eating. So mm-hmm. I took him to the vet and I talked to the vet a couple of times and I really got nothing out of it. Um, okay. But basically, um, the good news is he's eating. I got him to eat 
watered down, a little bit watered down baby food, like with a syringe. And Mm -hmm. I've tried to get him to eat like more solid foods like he wants to eat, but he won't eat it. And I, and, and I, you know, you were right. I I watched him and it's, it's the swallowing thing. There's something with breathing or swallowing going on with him. (laughs) Now today is the first time, like he'll bug me, like he wants food. So I feed him with the syringe, which is, you know, it's inconvenient, but it's, it's doing the job and he's doing much better. Um, uh-huh. But today was the first time I put the baby food down on a plate and he actually licked it up because he's not like, even if I put little pieces of food down, he won't, he won't he'll just like walk away from them. Yeah. So um, what, what can I tell this vet? Cause I, I told the vet, do you think there's a breathing problem after you told me that, you know, something is there something back in there and there really was no response or no action to that. What can I, I mean, is there something I can tell the vet to look at, or is this just what we have now? I mean, if this is what we have, that's, you know, it's it's okay, but... No, I, I feel he's going to get better in time on his own accordance. He he, he will. I, I think he will overcome this after a okay. period of time. But if the vet actually puts his hand um, down the bottom of the throat where the dog swallows and that, he'll be able to feel that there's, um, there's a bit of a blockage in there, because that's where the blockage is. You know, it's oh. up at the beginning of down to the throat. So if you actually put your hand on both sides of the thing, you'll be able to feel there's a bit of a, a, a little bit of a difference there. It just feels, I can't explain it. It just feels okay. different. It's not a lump or anything. It's like a, um, see if you put your hand down your throat, you can feel like a little gap there. Yeah. Right? And yeah. with heat, it's like the gap feels spongy, like there's something blocking it. Like it could be an easy thing, like a flame or something. But I do feel that uh, he's he will he will get better. But it's going to take a little bit of time as well. You know, I don't know. Do you okay. do Reiki at all? I um I learned it, but I never did it. So I probably okay. Here's your chance. Here's your chance to put it into practice. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Uh, give 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 the dog some Reiki and uh, give the dog a bath and actually um, when you give the dog a bath, wash it with salt as well. And as you're washing it, do like a prayer to yourself, asking to all the negative energy, all the impurities, whatever is just causing this to go away. All right. Mm-hmm. Because it is an emotional system. Symptom is not. It's not an illness, such as an emotional thing. It's an emotional thing with him. Oh. So now, now that I actually heard that you just lost the other dog, maybe he could sense the unwellness of the other dog, the old dog, and the, the dog leaving type of thing, especially if they were companion. You know what I mean? I mean, dogs get emotionally attached to other dogs and that as well. And they're used to having a time together. When one's just about to leave, it's like us losing a partner. And emotionally, oh, sometimes they get affected and a feeling. Now, that, as you were talking about the other dog, I said, oh, that's what's wrong with Michelle's dog. You know, I was yeah, going in my head. Yeah. I'm glad you asked me, yeah. you know, but I didn't want to interrupt with Darlene, you know. And uh, I really feel it is a bit of an emotional condition as well, and that's why I feel it is going to get better. But uh, wash the dog uh, normally, but then put some salt and rub the body with salt as well. And so I'm going to wash all the negativity away. I'm going to make it all go away. Make this dog be blessed and loved and protected and full of God's mercy or whatever, whatever word you want to use. Make your own prayer, your own direction for positive and give thanks at the end and then wash it again to get the salt off. All right. Okay. And then dry it and talk to it and... um 
And as you as you're drying it, you do as continue as you're drying it. That's when you're giving it right Reiki. So as you're yeah. drying it, you're giving it Reiki, you're giving it healing, giving vibration, and you you're letting them know how important he is to you in your life, especially right now, uh, and how much you love him and you need him, and to to please feel complete and safe with you. And you will see probably within a couple of days he will start eating properly. Uh, but I, I don't think it's uh illness as such i think there's a blockage that's causing a block of oxygen and it's very hard to breathe and eat at the same time when you've got a blockage yeah yeah you know but uh, it's an emotional thing more than anything and i think he'll be great yeah okay and that's that's wonderful wonderful as well thank you um should i should i take him to the second vet and get rid of the first one um I think it's a personal choice, you know. I mean, I, I, I would. If it was my dog, I would because the first vet, no offense to it, probably a wonderful vet, wasn't listening to you, mm. you know. And, you, and you, you want your vet or your doctor to listen to you when you talk to them. You know, they want them to, you want them to hear you, you know, but it's your choice. You know, if it's the first time that he hasn't been as good as whatever, maybe he deserves a second chance. But I think it's a personal choice. You, I'll let you work that out yourself. Okay. Okay. That was wonderful. And and also, thank you very, very much for that. Um, The other thing is you you also suggested that I massage him up and down the spine and that worked wonders. Like, and that's when I got him to eat with the syringe. So thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, God bless. Anything that I can do, I'm more than happy to help. Thank you. And thank you very much, Darlene. That was great information too. Thank you. You're welcome, Michelle. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I think it's just wonderful. Do you do much work with animals, darling? Um, not as much as I'd like to. I have my own cat, my dog. I have a cat that's outside. A few years back, uh, when I first started Reiki, I um, went to, because we have horse farms near us, I went to a horse farm and um, I did some Reiki with a horse. And that was wild. Um, mm. It was a horse. And I went, oh, don't stay away from him. He's kind of like, you know, mean-spirited and it's like okay I don't listen to people anyway so why am I going to start now <laughs> and I just sort of I scooched on over and I did I didn't I didn't go in like you know people usually go in face first type of thing and I just sort of sidled on over and I <laughs> talked with my soothing voice and uh, I had a little conversation with him and I put my hand up on his, the side of his mouth the side of his jaw and I'm touching my face like you can actually see me here um touch the side of his jaw and I just sort of rubbed him and the owner came in and sort of stopped and and the mouth sort of dropped wide open and going nobody can ever touch him I was like well I'm not nobody (laughs) I'm Darlene you know and um and it was funny because um for me when I do it you know it's kind of like automatic these days when I do Reiki especially with animals it's like when you Michelle was saying that you told her to to rub the dog's back to massage mm-hmm. his spine because she is a Reiki, she has been Reiki trained it's it's automatic so mm. if your hands were emanating the the energies you just may not have been thinking Reiki but it it happens like if you sit there and you realize what's one thing I I find with with Reiki and with the, whatever modality of healing healing that I use with my hands. I will know when somebody kind of sort of needs it because my hands will start to vibrate and the palms of my hands get get bright red. Mm. 
I, I found myself that sometimes I give cold energy and sometimes I give hot energy. Do you get the same? I've never thought of that. I'd have to pay attention. I know my hands, like, when my hands start to, to vibrate, it's, it's more of like um, pins and needles uh-huh. from the inside. Uh, but I've never paid attention to whether it was hot or cold. Oh, now you've given me a job. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to pay attention now. So, I mean, yeah. for me to notice it, it's got to be like quite a, like a huge difference because, uh, you know, when you're doing yeah. it, you don't, you don't think of it. You just do it, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I've, I have noticed, especially lately, um, there are some people that um, it just goes cold. It's like a really cold energy. But they, they say it's warm, but to me it's cold, like I'm cold. Myself yeah. is cold. But they're warm. It's like they say, no, it's beautiful and warm. I go, are you for real? Like, you know, yeah, exactly. so it's kind of interesting, you know, what the person feels and what you feel is actually yeah. kind of, uh, kind of interesting how it works. It's, so I think in a sense, it's kind of like menopause, you know, it's different. <laughs> Each person has, gets it differently because I had, um, before I had it, I had this woman that I worked with and she would, oh my God, I'm dying of teeth. And she'd be like trying to take off her shirt and she'd be like, you wouldn't see her sweat, but you could see that she was getting hot. And, mm. and I would, I would giggle because, you know, uh, I didn't know what to, you know, what to think because I wasn't sure if she was over exaggerating it or not. And she says, just you wait till those hot flashes get to you. I was like, bring them on because I'm always cold. Yes. The only time I'm hot is when I'm, when I'm, when I'm healing. Other than that, I'm always cold. My feet, my hands. My nose, my husband hates it when I go near him and I'm cold because my nose touch. He's like, oh, don't touch me, don't touch me, you know, because it's cold. But when, when I'm doing healing, I'm like toasty warm. And But most people, mm-hmm. when they feel it, like you say, when you put your hands on the person, you might be feeling the cold, but they just feel the heat and the energy and the vibration. So, But I am going to pay attention to that now. Selva has given me homework. Cool. So, do you, do you teach others? Do you, do you train people to to do what you do? Or no, not. I mean, I guess I could. Um, I've never wanted to. Um, I, for me, it's more of um, explaining to them how they can help themselves. I don't. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a Reiki teacher. I won't attune anybody in that sense. But I think a lot of people also have. The built-in ability. Now, how I say that is, like I said, when I first met my Reiki master, I was in a group and somebody wasn't feeling well and everybody would send love and prayers and and whatever. And I would just say, for some reason, again, I just said, I'm sending you mommy hugs. And um, he messaged me and he says, why aren't you sending Reiki? I went, "Um, because where I live, it would have to be in French. Prices of the courses are way too expensive because I looked it up and there was something else. I can't remember. There was three reasons. And he went, oh, okay. And then off he went. We didn't, you know, we sort of still saw each other in chat rooms. It wasn't anything spectacular. And he came back to me about a week or so later and he says, okay, I have a deal for you. And I was like, okay. There's sort of like half of me is kind of going, yeah, okay, what's, what's happening here, you know? And he says, I will attune you to Reiki level two at a distance because he was in Washington, I believe, Washington State. Uh, he says, but you have to make a promise. And I'm, you know, the, 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 
this half of my brain is going, uh-huh, not exactly what do you want me to promise, <laughs> you know? Um, he says, I want you to promise to give back. And I was like, well, I do that automatically. It's, it's who I am, what I do. He says, no, I need you to promise. I said, okay, fine. I promise I will give back. And it, it just sort of, you know, start, snowballed from there. I have no idea where the question just went from. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But, yeah. But I, 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 I love, you know, I love the sharing. I, I don't call it teaching. I have sharing workshops, you know, people come in because all the workshops that I do, I channel. um, Mm -hmm. And so I have this, I call them personal growth channeling workshop. So when people come, they they don't know what they're going to get, you know. You might get a pie Mm -hmm. or you might get a cake, you know, um, or you might get both. But I've always found that whenever I run a workshop, um, it's suitable for that group, you know. Yeah. You know, and uh, because it's us, I believe spirit knows what people are ready to learn and that. Because to me, I was brought up to believe that the spiritual world is no different to the earthly world. You know, some people will be carpenters, some people will be doctors, some people will be lawyers. And in the spiritual world, the same. Some people will be psychics, yeah. some people will be healers, some people will be life translators. We all have there's so many different modalities out there that we all have an ability in some slot, you know, and if we all work together, we all complement one another and we all grow together, you know, and exactly. you know, a, a couple of times today you said, oh, I'm just learning, I'm just learning. I said, well, we, we're always learning. We're forever learning. Yeah. We never stop learning. The only time we oh, stop yeah. learning in, in the earthly plane is when we die. But while we're alive yeah. and we're here, we're, we're learning. That's why we're here. Yeah, we're here to learn and to grow and to share and to expand and to connect and to, because to me, life is like a jigsaw puzzle, right? And we all have a little spot. So we'll, if we fit into our spot and not worry about anybody else's spot, we will make a beautiful picture. Exactly. But if we, if we fit into our spot and we expand into it someone else's, we're, well, we're ruining the picture. You know, yeah. we have a spot. And if we're happy with that and know that, hey, the one in the left, the one in the right, the one below, the one above, I need them as much as I need me. We'll all work together and we'll great, great music together. You know, that, that's why I love the sharing and the learning and the growing. And, and you know, it's like a, there was a workshop the other day and the practitioner said, well, you will learn everything you need to learn from me today. After today, you will be able to do everything and you will not need to do any other courses ever again. I looked at her. Oh, yeah. I said, are you for real? Are you really? Do you really believe that? Or is that part of your speech? She goes, what do you mean? I said, no, I'm I'm serious. You know, I mean, this woman never met me before or heard of me, which I love Mm -hmm. that, you know. And um. And she goes, yeah, no, I'm serious. I said, wow. He said, she said, look, you're only the beginning. She looked at me. She goes, you're only the beginning. So I understand your confusion. <laughs> and everybody else laughed because everybody knew me. You know, everybody laughed. And they mm-hmm. go, what's so funny? I said, no, nah, Selva's really at the beginning. She's only been doing it for 52 years. You know, mm-hmm. and she, but I couldn't believe it. And I, and she, and she said to me, well, why did you question me then if you know? 
I said, because you never know everything. If you knew everything, you wouldn't be here. You just wouldn't be here. Exactly. You already will be getting ready for reincarnation or you would have chosen to stay as a guide and help others find a way. Or, But you wouldn't be here in a physical form because it would be nothing for yeah. you to learn it. And she exactly. couldn't get it. And I explained it in so many different – she could not get it. She truly yeah. believed um, that she knew everything. You know, and my granddad used to say, people that know everything actually know nothing. You know, yeah, so enjoy the nothing because from the nothing comes everything. So yep, it's kind of interesting. You know, from the darkness becomes light, from the nothing becomes everything. So yeah. it's, it's, but it's true. So many people out there, unfortunately, there's a lot of people, and in in the the, the spiritual world, and and I watch. I'm very busy on Facebook. I like to watch things. Sometimes I'll, I'll comment and I'll post and whatever, but I like to watch. And it's, it's happening in every field where people are saying, I am an expert. I know everything. And mm. there's no way. And I said, the only time you're not learning and you know everything is when you've crossed over, when you've gone home, when you've gone, you know, however you may use the term. When you pass on, when this body has had enough of this earth, that's when you've learned everything because you're going over to, you know, to, to spill your gut, to tell everything you learned and then come back again or decide what you're going to do. But, yeah, no, and I love learning. I think yeah. it's, like, it, it's, it's like it's like manure to a flower, you know. it's I'm, I need the fertilizer. Give it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, have but, you yeah. ever had... Have you ever had much to do with psychic surgery? No, I've heard about it. I've watched uh, um, a video on it a ways back, but I think it was more of a, a joke of it. But I've heard oh. about it, you know. But it's not it, again. Like I said, when I was speaking with um, Robert, he was saying things that I'd never heard of before. So trust me, I'm <laughs> going back to listen to the show at the end, and I'm going to be taking notes. And then, Robert, if you're still listening, I'm going to be asking you about them. But it, it's, I've heard of psychic surgery, and I think it's interesting. Mm. But I've never had, I've never had any, I, like I said, for me, this is just, I've just opened up since 2012. And in my little town, there's not a whole lot. Like, I have a lot of friends on, on Facebook who are paranormal investigators. And they work as an awesome team, and I've never been done that before but i mm. watched them they do a facebook live you see the tv shows doing it and they show you you know like whether it's paranormal investigator or psychic they only show you the parts that they want you to see the parts that will bring in the readings i like mm. to watch the whole thing i like to watch where they're sitting down going well i'm not getting anything <laughs> you know there's nobody coming through or whatever the case may be because in that moment you can, it's still a teaching moment you know people don't get it so yeah, yeah. But psychic surgery sounds interesting. I I have um, one of my children, um, my youngest one actually. When he was little, he used to do a lot of work with me, and he used to channel and do a lot of things. And when he was seven, he was actually doing psychic surgery and all that. And I was he's thirty three now, my baby. And I went mm. and I was talking to him the other day. I said, Hey, when are you going to come back? to a playground again 
And he goes, Ma, it's a bit hard. I'm a man. And in the world, <laughs> you don't do spiritual stuff. You know? And they go, oh, Sean, wash your mouth out with soap. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and he's like, and then the same day in the evening, he says, Ma, I'm going to start meditating. I go, oh, gee, what happened? You're a man. You're still a man, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I am. He said, I was going through the photo album and I was looking at the camps we used to do and mm-hmm. I could see myself doing shit, he said. So, you know, so every now and then I get this flashback, you mm-hmm. know, and maybe, maybe I should look into it. You know, I said, hey, meditate on it and find your answers, you know. So I'm really hoping that he does because he was, uh, besides my granddad, he's the only yeah. other person, or John of God, actually. He was the other person that he was extremely, uh, extremely good and natural at it. Like, you know, it's just like drinking water for him. You know, it's the area that he specialized in, which is kind of interesting. When he went well, to John. I'm hoping that he does, when he does come back, I get to, you know, I get to learn and see and watch and listen because, oh, like I said, oh. it's, it's be like yeah. we're doing a Skype call with Mama D with Darlene, and she's gonna just sit there quietly and watch. Okay, <laughs> you love to come to Australia, darling. I want to travel so bad, but traveling is not at the moment in the in the cards. But in the future, I, you I never know. I have I, I have so many people that keep saying you have to come here. You have. I keep saying to my daughter, I'm going to save up my money, buy a a, a camper and a Winnebago type of thing, and she drives. Yeah. So we're going to go across Canada. We're going to go down to the States. We're going to go over to the U.K. We're going to do a lot of flying. I said, I'm going to need chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Um, yeah. I said, and when I'm all done, I said, I'm going to go retired in, in Trinidad. I have a, a very good friend who I met online, and I keep trying to get her on my show, but... She lives in Trinidad, and she says, when you retire, you can come live here. She's got a gated house and everything else. Because, and I was like, okay, no problem. I'll be there. <laughs> I said, I'll be in the shade the whole time, but I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse my ignorance, but where's Trinidad? Trinidad and Tobago. It's, um, I think it's, it's in, like, the, the Bahamas in that area. Okay. All right. Yeah, interesting. So they speak Spanish there? No, English. I, well, actually, I don't know if she, she speaks no. English. Well, then yeah. you'd be trilingual but. if you go there. You know, you'd be able to learn Spanish, English, and French. Multi-talented. Oh, I yeah, and Spanish and French are close enough, so it wouldn't be too bad. You know, it yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be too hard. <laughs> yeah, so that's actually really, really good. Actually, you know, uh, talking about languages, when I... I uh, first came to Australia at the high school where I, where I went to. They were teaching Spanish, so I I went to the Spanish lessons. And, of course, I, I passed with flying colours. And the teacher commended me on it. I said, God, you did so well. I go, yeah, it's um, pretty lucky, I suppose. I have the gift for languages. You know, and I just left it at that. I just thought mm-hmm. I'd joke with him, you know. And, um, and then about two weeks later, he wanted to do a talk about the South America and stuff like that. So 
he went to the principal and asked the principal, do we have any South Americans in the school? And the <laughs> got me in. He goes, oh, you've got Selva in your class. Get her to talk about it. <laughs> I said, oh, you cheated. You cheated. That is your natural language. I go, yeah, okay, you got me. Like, <laughs> but it's kind of, I like doing jokes. I like playing harmless joke on people. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It makes it, it brings, life easier. It, you know, it's good to giggle. It's good for your soul. It's good for your for it your is. heart. It, you know, it's a people should start the day with a giggle. You know, uh, yes. or put the music on and vibrate your energy and help it rise up. You know, which is actually so important. Which is really really yeah. good. People forget yeah. we have to raise the vibration to make things better. Um, this week, uh, this past week has been like. Um, the week from I have no idea where lost a very dear man, a good friend. I knew him for six months, but his passing shook me to my core. Mm. And um, I I was like I was I was doing nothing but grieving. And I I just posted something on Facebook. I said, okay, I need music. So post me whatever you have, something that will get me smiling, get me dancing. Get, I heard all kinds of silly ass songs, excuse my language, but I was laughing, I was dancing. Some of them, I was laughing so hard I was crying. Some of the stuff that people <laughs> put on my Facebook pages, it, oh my God. I mean, I had the, the, the usual ones, but some of them, uh, uh, really strange. And then somebody sent me the, um, oh my God, the kilted coaches. Two men running through the Scottish Highlands doing exercises, jumping, frolicking. I was like, oh, Lord, <laughs> please don't let the kilt pop up. Okay, close the eyes, hide your face, you know. But it was funny. It was hysterical. And that's what people forget is that they need to laugh. Sometimes I'll post on Facebook just uh, what I call baby giggles. Mm. You cannot not laugh at baby giggles. Facebook, yeah. uh, not Facebook, YouTube as well. Just go on YouTube, type in baby giggles. And you can, depending on the, the faces that they make and the laughter, you're going to, it raises the vibration. Like you said, laughter, giggles, it raises your vibration. So you cannot be sad. And you're going to laugh till you cry, but you're at least going to be laughing. And that's yeah. really positive. I put a lot of music up, as you probably know. You probably know. Mm-hmm. I do put a lot of music up. I love music. I, you know, if I'm if I'm at the shop on a Sunday morning, I go, well, music, Sunday sounds, you know, which is your Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, you know, Sunday sounds, Monday sounds, you know. I just have different mm-hmm. music for different days and stuff like that. And um, I do share a lot of jokes. I love comedy acts and stuff like that. And I like that because it's like if you can get people laughing just for that second, it shifts. Oh, yeah. You know, it shifts so much on a second. So can you imagine yep. if people got to laugh regularly, it would be a loading constantly on that direction, which is absolutely oh, yeah. beautiful, you know, and it's one of the easiest way to self-healing, you know, which is actually very important, which it brings me it to is. the next question. Do you let people know that, you assist them with the healing, but they do the healing themselves, or do you let them know, look, I just deliver the healing? No, okay, rephrase that, rephrase that question do you, again. Do you make people take responsibility for the healing themselves? Like, 
you know, you got to heal yourself. I, I just sort of help you. I assist you with the healing. Or do you tell them, I yeah. will give you healing? Oh, God, no. I assist them. I will send healing, but they have to accept it. They have to work with it. It's like it's like going to a, a, a reader, psychic or otherwise, yeah. and they say, you know, um, you're going to leave my house, you're going to turn left, and you're going to die, so blah. And uh, what do you do? I say to people, what are you going to do? Uh, go leave the house and turn right? There you go. You've made a choice. When I help you with the healing, when I send healing, if you say, no, I don't want it, then it's not going to do any good. But if you say, sit there and say, yes, I'll accept what she's sending, and I'll work with it. Because each person is not the, the, like, I cannot make you, my way of thinking, I cannot make you better. I cannot make that crick in your neck go away if you're not willing to accept and work with the energies that are being sent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, like even, even a doctor, even a doctor can, can sit down and write the prescription, you know, and, but unless you take it, you know, unless you go to the pharmacy and get the, the medication and put it in your mouth, you know, like me, I did, I did, I did a fun thing. I did the split three months ago, almost four months ago, I did splits. Used to be really good when I was 17 to do this list, but at 57, not so good. It hurts. Mm. And I go to physical therapy. But the physical therapist can only tell me what I need to do. You know, do the massage, and he does the, the rotation of my leg and the, the, all that fun stuff that I call him being my torturous uh, agent. Um, but unless I come home and do the same thing that he just taught me what to do, it ain't going to get any better. So... Everything that I, I do when I do send healing, when I do, you know, give you a reading of the cards, everything that we do is just an assist. Because yep. I'm not I'm not the God. I'm not the universe. I'm a goddess, but I'm not the yeah. goddess, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I like that. I Thank you. I really, really like that because I have met so many healers that are, they think they do the healing. And I, I'm one of those believers that... I don't do anything. I'm only delivering a parcel. Yeah, with a channel, with a with a, I'm just like a, with spirit- a telephone. Yeah, I'm just like the spiritual postman. You know, I just deliver exactly. your mail, and it's up to you whether you open and take in what is there. You know, you are responsible for it. You know, and I like that. I'm really glad. And you know, I love it when I come across people that are in the same page. I really love it. You know, but because it's, 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 it's for me, it's common sense. For me, it's common sense. There's nothing we do in life that we do completely, completely alone, except maybe go to the bathroom. You know, <laughs> there we'll let you have your own, you know. But you have to, you know, to become uh, uh, to become healthy, you need to work with everything. And and I have a friend who says, I won't go to doctors. I'll do it all the all natural way. Well, I think that's wrong. I think you need to go to the doctor, listen to what they have to say, and then maybe, you know, turn it into a, a instead of having the doctor says, okay, you need to take this antibiotic, go to uh, somebody who works with herbs and say, okay, what will match that? So you're not, maybe not taking the, 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 the doctor's medicine, but you're still taking a medicine. You're still working with it. 
Yeah, well, I believe a lot of the doctors, people that, that all the knowledge that come to doctors, that's all channeled through. Someone channels that information and then somehow finds a way to deliver it to people in the community worldwide. All right. And um, I had cancer uh, a long, long time ago, a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I had breast cancer on both breasts, actually. And um, and I had treatment and stuff like that. And I remember a lady saying to me, Selva, but you're a healer. You do psychic surgery. You do this. You said, why are you going through treatment? I said, because I'm human as well, you know, yep. and doctors are trying to deal with this kind of thing. I can complement it with my spiritual work. I can complement yeah. it with my spiritual work. But I, what I've got, I do need treatment for. And I had treatment until I went to the Casa in Brazil. And um, and then John of God um, did an invisible surgery on me. And then I came back mm-hmm. and it was about, about three or four weeks and it's just all clear, which is amazing. It was It was beautiful. So, um, yeah, but, you know, doctors have their place, you know, and they know what they're doing. They know what they are dealing with. And, yes, a spiritual healing and spiritual work is very important, and it does complement medicine if you if you yeah. allow it. But, you know, exactly. yeah, so there are times that we do need that the medico, you know, and God bless them, you know, and that's why you get doctors and you get doctors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you know, you get uh, you get some doctors that have beautiful bad manners and, and connect with you and stuff like that. And you get other doctors that they go by the book. You know, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you can tell you can tell a healer doctor and a doctor. You know, we yeah. had a Filipino doctor here in Collie for a very long time, and he wanted to incorporate a spiritual healing and medicine together. So he used to quite often get me in before someone went for an operation to give him some spiritual healing and to prepare him and meditate with him before they went into theatre. And then he used to get mm-hmm. me after they came out of theatre once again. But he was the only doctor ever in Collie that, that did it. Now, he's passed away, God bless him. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful amalgamation. It, it can work together hand in hand quite well. Yeah, it is. Uh, people have to be, uh, like I said, my husband was, was very sick a while back and um he went into the hospital and i was just i was just well for me i was just beginning my my reiki path and yeah. i said okay you know it's time for you to get your healing he said no he's like i'm in a hospital he was in yes. icu he says, i'm in a hospital people can't see that and i did it anyway even though he didn't like it but okay wait. the nurse sorry go ahead we have one last caller okay just before oh, we finish okay, cool. this one person there let's see who this is Hello. 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 Okay. Hi. Not there. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's all right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so my husband was in ICU and I started to do to to work Reiki with him and his nurse came in and he he sort of tensed up. I could feel the tension and she looked and she goes and she whispered, she goes, are you doing Reiki? I went, yep. And she goes, okay. And she slowly backed out of the room, turned the light off, and closed the door. And my husband was stunned. And I said, no, don't be. I said, because I'm learning that people understand it, just that they're afraid to talk about it. So I am no longer afraid to talk about it. 
And if people, you know, don't like what I have to say, then that's fine. I'm not here to change people's mind. I'm not here to change people's mind. I'm here to expand it. And if you want, you can learn from it. But if you don't have, you don't have to, you don't have to. That's right. Hey, we don't all wear the same pair of jeans, right? Thank God. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, my husband, I mean, I love him dearly and he knows that I get busy with people. He knows that I do, but he doesn't step on my side and, you know, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Not because he's not invited. I tell him, I come, you know, I meditate, but he always says, nah, nothing, nothing, nothing. And on our last trip to Bali, I go to Bali quite a lot. Okay. So on the last trip to Bali, I take groups for spiritual journeys to Bali, you know, mm-hmm. and we want to spend some time with a healer over there. And uh, it's really funny because we went to see this healer. His name was Ida, which was absolutely beautiful. And uh, I was going there for me to get some healing, some, you know, for me to receive, you know. And when I got yeah. there, you know, Ida says, Selva, um, before I do you, can you do one person, please? And he go, oh, sure, sure, no worries, yeah. So I did that person. My husband, he never seen me work before. And, of course, in Bali, they do it all in the open. You don't have a private session. It's all wherever you are, you know. So I did one person. I was halfway doing this person and people started coming, you know. Anyway, I never got the healing that day. I ended up doing 40 (laughs) people. And I I never got the healing because we had a meeting with another monk with another healer. So uh, mm-hmm. I needed to go there. And the same thing happened over there. And it was really funny. And my husband, for the first time ever, he goes, oh, my God, I didn't know what you did. You know, oh, I said, I can't yeah. believe it. I've known you for nearly 30 years and I've never knew what you did. I mean, we've only been married for eight years. He's my second husband. He was my first husband's mm-hmm. best friend. But he said, I can't believe it. I, that is incredible. You know, it's kind of funny, you know, and I live with him. And I never hid the fact of yeah. what I do. He just never part- no, partook exactly. on it, you know. So it's kind of funny, you know, the people closest to you sometimes are the ones that know the least about you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My husband is the same thing. I have my office where when my clients come, they come here into the office. Yep. He might see them as they come to the house, but in general, you know, he'll see people see me on the street or in the grocery be like oh god here we go you know but he's never seen me work he's that he believes in me and that to me is the most important thing yeah he doesn't he doesn't yeah yeah he doesn't he's not afraid of what i do and but he says that's your thing and his thing is you know what he does so it's like okay like i can't sing for a damn but he can sing like "Mm." when i first (laughs) met him he was singing i was like i just sat there and listened Uh, (laughs) My first husband for the boys. My first husband used to say, I drink the spirits, my wife talks to them. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's come to the time of the day, darling. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been the most wonderful oh, two hours. And I've certainly enjoyed it. And um maybe we'll do it again in the future. Um if you're yeah, ever free. It's been now. Can you remind people when you're on, when your show is on, please, so that way they can my, tune in. My show is on in, Intuit Talks, and it's on Sunday evenings at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the name of the show is called A Conversation with Friends. It's just me and whomever 
sitting down, having a chit chat, getting to know each other. Because I believe that when you choose a healer, uh, somebody who's going to come investigate your house or whatever the case may be, you like to know a little bit about them. So that's what I get to do. I get to know who my guests are and a little bit about them. Only an hour worth of time. Sometimes it feels like I should have more time, but an hour for the moment is, is, is more than enough. But sometimes it's not enough time. So Sunday evenings, conversation with friends, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, thank you very, very much. And I'd like to leave with a positive thought. Everything will work out in the end. You don't need to know how. You just have to trust that it will. And on that note, I bid you all goodbye. Good night. Bye.